0: It's the 8th, so that must mean it's time for Motorhead Monthly. Welcome to Motorhead Monthly, the only Motorhead podcast on the internet that I am aware of. I get that printed on a t-shirt. Long episode, so let's not mess around in this intro, and it's hard to get any more information from this. I usually give you the chart placements in the intro. Can't find the chart placement. I mean, because it was released in Germany, maybe only. Lots of info contained within, lots of hot button issues to discuss. You don't want to hear me blathering on, so I'll just say uh, thanks for getting involved, uh, thanks for using the Twitter. I'm going to try and use that more. I just. This thanks for getting in touch via the website. Shout out to Ant who posts a lot of stuff. We always read that, and we always do read the stuff there. Always good to hear people are listening and uh, engaging. But you obviously want to listen to the songs, not me. So let's just cut straight to that. And this episode is the 11th album. We're halfway through the studio albums. It's Bastards. Find something
1: like 400 or oh, 343. Good number. 343. Four, three. Four, three. Out of a thousand. Yep.
0: That is the album that we're talking about. That is Bastards.
1: It's not the
0: 343rd motorhead album no the 11th it's the 11th but that does mean it is the halfway point of all the studio albums
1: that's worrying we seem to have got through them quite (laughs) quick and that's with taking breaks in between as well yeah it's only taken are we on two years of doing this yeah just on and they said it wouldn't last it is (laughs) we're sticking this (laughs) out
0: (laughs) We're getting as much mileage out of this premise as we can. People are listening. Mm. Thanks to everyone who's listening. Thanks for leaving the comments and such, guys. And uh, following us on their Twitter, which is... Matt... Mot-head monthly. At uh, Moto <laughs> yeah. Monthly, yeah. thank you. Uh, I don't even fucking use it. You know, you're <laughs> meant to use all this shit, but who, who gives it a ass? You know where to find it. You know where to listen to it. Let's talk about this album. Because I'm looking forward to this one. Because it's been a long month of... of Normal human stuff that we have to do. I work now, which I'm not used to. Matt's organising. When? Let me get your kettle. We've got a pot of tea there in between us.
1: Multi. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's been a busy month. It's been busy, so, and we see. It seems to have been a while since we've done one of these as well, because we were speaking to Matt from Segregate yes. last time, and that was boss. episode <laughs> did very well. Really? Oh no, yeah, he's uh, one of the best uh, racers. He's very cool. We'll have to arrange to meet him at some point.
0: Get down to one of these Motorhead Fest things, won't
1: That's em. the problem. The Motorhead World one is like at the weekend of my wedding, or something, so I can't go.
0: Rearrange that. The guys, we'll get them next year if we're still doing this. We'll probably be on like the Motorhead video game or something by that point. i d- I've been
1: trying to get the Amiga emulator working <laughs> on my phone to are. do it, but I can't get it to work. But I've had a look at that <laughs> as well. I'm sure we'll come to it another time. But there seems to be no music associated with heads or anything you could change the name <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. game and the sprite and call it like Wasp yeah. the game or something
0: so Bastards the album of course before we get on uh, you know Bastards was the name that Motorhead was going to be called but someone talked Lemmy out of it yeah it so said so it
1: wasn't You'll
0: never get on top of the pops with yeah, a name it's like not Bastards, radio friendly. which is <laughs> such a weird statement, especially given how we know about top of the pops of people who may not, you know, fucking be aware of that. Long story short, there was a big old Peter running the whole operation over there. So, but it's crazy the thing, like reading about the this stuff. The it's crazy how offensive that was back then, and now it's just. Nothing. Yeah, you know nothing. it's uh, a band was called Bastards. Now it wouldn't raise uh, the Bastard Sons. Is a, it that's a cool name. I mean, ain't no <laughs>
1: cunt was out by this point.
0: Ain't no cunt was out by this yeah, point. There yeah. you go.
1: <laughs> you have one of the most amazing albums in. Oh, what's it called? Picnic of Love.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I remember you were trying to. You were trying to get me to listen to this album, and my, m- my mum was giving us a lift somewhere. <laughs> so you are in the car telling me about this album. I was like, what's the album? Who's that by? And you're like, you know, that band, that band with the name. I was like, Matt, I don't know what you're talking about. What's the band? And he wouldn't say it.
1: <laughs> All the fun we had. It's <laughs> not, you can't talk about that. in. You can't, not in, in polite company. No, no. Like, Bastards
0: 1993. The yes. first Mickey D album. Oh let's 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 start. What we're looking like? Okay, everyone, shut up. Let's go backwards. One, the album cover. Good album cover. Yeah. Yeah. Solid album cover. It's a like, it's a classic. Like you look at like the uh, the sacrifice and orgasm stuff crutch on, and it's like oh, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Very metal, but this, is just like a back patch, isn't it? It's just simple
1: looking... bow heads. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Snaggletooth. Ace of Spades. Some swords.
0: So, so a quote regarding the uh, the album cover there by its designer, Joe. Blum. Bastards was the design I did in reply to March or Die, that fucking horrible sleeve. It pissed me off. Oh, yeah. It was the worst thing I'd ever seen in my life. So I thought, okay, they want something like that. I'll do it properly. I sent it to the Motorbangers fan club, Alan Bridge, uh, and and he liked it so much that he put it on the cover of the fan magazine. When Lemmy saw it, he wanted it. So Devils became Bastards.
1: Yeah, Devils is one of the last songs on it, isn't it? I think I remember. So you changed the title. I'd have to flip the disc
0: over, because it's a picture disc we're with. <laughs> yeah, picture disc with all this shit on the back. Yeah, I'm not usually a fan of picture discs, to be honest with you, now, but this I'm one, not, like I the front of this one's cool enough. Yeah,
1: it was cheaper than getting um one of the other versions. I didn't want the Death of Glory version, for reasons. Mainly of... Which it's not called Bastards. So, I don't get why.
0: <laughs> so, at some point, right, so uh, beginning of the story, this is like the comeback album to the iffy reception March or Die got because they were trying a lot of weird stuff.
1: Oh, well, yeah, they were trying. There was a bit more commercial than yeah. which I think some of it carries over. It was a bit up and down with the line of changes as well. Because mm-hmm. every other track had someone different playing on it, where this is just four piece right the way through
0: yes Mickey D's first official album as we said there so he plays on every track on this one not just on the one that he did on March or
1: Die yeah I think I can't remember how many there are on March or Die there's not many but yeah officially official everything on this
0: new producer as well Howard Benson who as it happens becomes the first producer to break their two album run he does four albums with the band wow even though a lot of it in the studio book is covering the fact that there were lots of fights about stuff
1: well, it gets results. And apparently it got results. A lot of yep.
0: interesting in studio stuff in here. Like, it's got very detailed lists of what mics they use and stuff they do. But this was the first album that was recorded with a, a computer. Whatever. Well, no, the first Motorhead album. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, um, it was recorded in A&M Studios. And they had like this really fancy mixing desk. I can't f- remember the name of, but basically uh, Benson says, like, if you couldn't make it... A best selling album with this, he says, quote, you should just go sell shoes because it was that advanced for the time, like and it was that you could really get in there and do the tweaks for everything you wanted to do. So that combined with a band that knew what they were doing.
1: It's it's a new age. Yeah.
0: Crazy days. I it must have took some convincing to get Lemmy to start like, you know, using the computer stuff. Yeah,
1: especially when they're like we usually go in and record an album in two weeks. Why should we use this? He
0: probably just saw how much easier it would be to like do drop ins and things with that technology, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway. It's a bit of an odd thing with the distribution of this, isn't it? Because isn't isn't this on Y Y Z? So Something like that.
0: They they all put a lot of work into making this like you know commercial successful album while staying true to the roots of Motorhead. Everyone was really happy with it, but j- the the album label basically only released it in Germany. If you wanted to get a copy of it, you had to do like an import thing. So it didn't ridiculous. do very well, and that pissed everyone off involved. Like Phil Campbell says, it's like the best album they did.
1: I'd go at Matt from Segregate's favorite it's my head album, favorite Motorhead album, and it's up there. It's really up there. For a band that has released their 11th album, I don't know of any other big bands who you'd be like, yeah, they're, do you know what? The, f- the first two albums are good. Then there's. You know, there's eight shit ones. But then (laughs) then the eleventh is gold. Yeah, uh, Phil Campbell
0: said we worked so fucking hard on that. The songs were there. The commitment was there. The playing was there, production was there, everything was there. I'm so proud of that album. Nothing wrong with that album at all. Some great songs. I don't know. Lemmy laments in his autobiography, White Line Fever, that the record label Z Y X uh they didn't promote outside of germany it's just so disappointing you pull all, all the stops for that album you're really thrilled with it nobody else cares especially not your record company
1: it's ridiculous and it? if they were still with like the main sony label at this point rather than coming this off it after march the or die
0: the conflict with the record label is starting it well like there was stuff back in the day when they were still oh yeah there was the loads feet, with gwr and this is, and is like movie. officially uh, lemmy's officially moved to america at this point and he's like, this is it, that we're going to break through with our big hit, which everyone assumed was going to be um, Born to Raise Hell. Yes. Like, this is going to be, like, the winner of this album. And, uh, it, it, you know, it did well, it did okay, it would have done better if you could get your hands on the fucking album.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really finally groove, because I think, like, the last album you had Hellraiser on it, and then Born to Raise Hell and everything, obviously on a similar theme and everything. Yeah, but two absolutely. I kind of love goals. the
0: '90s stuff, man. It's it's so. Even though it it, it sounds, you can hear the computer sound. Like it sounds like like a like a cleaner version of what they're doing. You you hear like you, you know you can double up on guitars more effectively. You just cut and paste them as opposed to recording the same thing over and over again. You know your differences, but I think this stuff has its sound, like the Weasel '90s stuff as well. Like this is like second to last album with him on
1: last football album and this is this
0: is all all my favorite stuff from bastards Uh, i think there's a and it's got lost in the ozone on it as well so
1: there's there's a lot of good the only thing i don't like about this album is on the reissue where they shove jumping jack flash on the end that's like a really minor nitpick as well because it's only on like the cd versions (laughs) um
0: shall we just get on with it and i'll keep on relaying facts as we go and we've uh, done a
1: bit of background
0: on this drop the needle
1: expecting the next riff to kick in <laughs> as soon as that song finishes because they complement each other so well but we'll have to wait
0: it's a good flowing album is it That that song that is so perfect like old school rock and roll meets new metal well not new metal nu metal meets yeah. metal of the time like that little that itch of thrashiness to it like uh, the, the, the clean sound like the bobbing of it ah oh,
1: it's beautiful. solid solid oh
0: <laughs> It's it's like we're back and we're doing this shit right. One, two, three, four. Fucking great stuff, man. You look at the lyrics. It's a very fucking. It's covering all the you know the usual basics like don't trust the television. Everyone's a bastard. It's it's a very gua song basically. It's like all these humans
1: suck. Shut up! I'm talking to you. It's on television, so it can't be true. <laughs> it's in bashing TV again, isn't it? Yeah. Is it better than Talking Heads? Probably. Even though you know. <laughs> no, I really like that song. But yeah, classic rhyming and couplets uh, versus, and is the chorus the same as well? Uh, the chorus, well, this is just the rhyming couplets, but just classic let me song and, and just works. It's a fucking great song. So do you think there's any change in sound from the last album? I think it's a continuation of the progression that really started mm-hmm. with Or with march or die at least because everything up until that point is quite i don't want to say like sludgy but it's almost like more muffled because just the sound you're getting from those guitars with the mics and everything but because this is being recorded digitally it does seem a lot cleaner than the other albums it's an odd thing to say like it's because the guitars are overdriven to fuck, yeah, but just the the sound of them is so clean. It's not like there's a cushion in the way of the speaker. They just sound so like crisp, like yeah. that. Just the sound that comes out through there. But
2: uh, it's
1: I think it's to this point. It's probably the best sounding album it, by quite a
0: way. Here's a good quote for you uh, from Lemmy. Although he was with us for the next album, Sacrifice, I really consider it, this album, Wurzel's last Moted record because it was the last one where he was really there in spirit.
1: He only plays like two songs on Sacrifice, doesn't he? If that. Yeah, yeah he's not on it that much. That's Unfortunately, he comes up a
0: lot in the, the book there. He says um,
1: Phil Taylor just checked out on the last album. Like You
0: could tell he wasn't there, so it was good when, when uh, Mickey D came in and he was surprised at the method of how they do it. Like, yeah. let's just jam and come up with an album, but... He put his whole heart and soul into it. He gave
1: it everything he had. It's such a shame because this four-piece line off like this album is fucking fantastic. And you can see that film world has all been... It's been a long slog to get to this point through (laughs) Orgasmatron and 1916 and March or Die. And I'm sure I always miss one out. But it's been that long getting to this point. We finally get a full album and it's fucking amazing <laughs> once all the pieces have like slowly fit together as they've all come in um, as I say there was Shades of It on March or die. there's been Shades of It since orgasmatron, Rock and Roll the other one mm-hmm. the other one on Vestel but yeah you can see it like slowly coming together where all of those other albums where are good and people will argue to fuck with me as mm. I've found out from people who love Rock and Roll and yeah. various other <laughs> albums but like this is solid all the way through. It doesn't drop in quality at all, and that's what the other albums lack. And it's such a shame that we got this, and then in typical motorhead fashion, like it all cocks up anyway with the distribution, but it all nearly implodes after.
0: And yet they keep going. <laughs> Still,
1: they kept going. Could have
0: killed the lesser man, but hey, I mean the next track's probably my least favorite. What? But yeah, so let's play it and let's. And then afterwards I'll say why it's Molly's It's my favourite part of that song yeah, yeah, yeah. Man it's Like that the fucking riff is out of this world Like it's a great <laughs> riff But I don't like the lyrics I don't like the fact there's no chorus I don't like the, Th- the There is a chorus The chorus riff break is just terrible I, l- I
1: love pre-chorus because it's so quick But the drums keep going And they just let the chords ring out No it just, it, it just I'm a, I'm breaks the whole of pace that. of the thing Do you like that song? it's yes, it's right. oh,
0: fuck off you like that song <laughs> Be, uh, just look at the
1: lyrics every one of the part, every part of that lyric is just <laughs> ridiculous it's just nonsense none of it makes sense it's fucking it's, bollocks it's, <laughs> it's classic heads. nonsense it ticks all the boxes it's nonsense lyrics it's a list song, and it's the rhyming couplets. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's like <laughs> fuck it, <laughs> all of it. They've spent so long working on like the musicality
0: of <laughs> it. they have just going oh shit, we have plenty words to it, and I'm just gonna give me five the w- minutes. The words are amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Give me five minutes. This ain't no circus, and I sure don't need no clowns. That's a great lyric. <laughs> what is the what other one? What does it one? mean, though? <laughs> it means nothing.
0: <laughs> is it is the burner a person? Does he? He says, "I am the burner." Well, he seems else. to be
1: at the at the start. Right, if you read the first verse, it's kind of talking about sort of writing everything. He mentions... Well, that like, makes sense. Right, fire, yeah. Yeah, he mentions like Crystal Night, which is the one of the incidents in Nazi Germany where oh, okay. the army sticks, starts to take over and they start moving sort of the Jewish population into oh, uh. ghettos and everything. Yeah, yeah. So it, <laughs> it, it's kind of on about that. So it's going... And it's like, fair enough. <laughs> but then... But the then pirates it, in the sea. It's like, I'm the midnight snake to bite your little girl. It's <laughs> like...
2: <laughs> to no a total shift <laughs> isn't it
1: yeah here come the pirates baby don't you touch that dial what does that mean what,
0: <laughs> what dial what dial would there be when there were pirates about <laughs> it's like oh no there's the jolly roger quick get on
1: the radio what the fuck and oh, and me. my favorite beat me like <laughs> like a hammer baby stick me like a pig throw me to the lions honey wear me like a wig wear me Nonsense. like a
0: wig <laughs> I but wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a bad song <laughs> because the riff saves it, but ugh, oh, dang, are,
1: I, w- I, I wouldn't. This. I wouldn't give it as an example I for someone this. as this a is, good Motörhead song. Oh, I was. It's the, It's amazing, and I can't no, believe you don't like it. I, I what, really does, it does not work for me. Man. One of my favorite bits as well. If you go on, if you go on Juno Records, which is like a great place if you want, like, not that we've been like. We haven't been paid. <laughs> <since> <laughs> no, trust th- me, we have not been paid by but, anyone. Um, but no, honestly, they're quite a good like UK based vinyl shop. You can get all sorts on there. But if you go on the listing, it's either for Bastards or the Death or Glory reissue. I can't remember which one. But the list Burner has being called Berber. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wonderful stuff.
1: <laughs> we were talking
0: in this about the guitar solos, and I said it would be good to know who was playing which one
1: they tend when it's Phil and obviously it won't be on the next one but when it's Phil and Wurzel like we saw on the live video we watched a few months back now mm-hmm. that they kind of switch between them so one of them will start and then the other one will finish so it, it is kind of difficult to tell like it, it was very useful on the March or Die um lyric sheet where it told you who, who did one, what yeah. solo <laughs> on it or what order people it, it, did solo it could
0: have easily been on that song because it did st- like this guitar solos and that oh, it was so it was just like fucking cool and out of nowhere they complement like,
1: each of other, other so well like the Wersel's more of like because he was brought in to be a bit more like eddie like he was quite fast and or it was more like punk driven mm. and phil was more like melodic like robbo See his influence extends mm. Mm past his time <laughs> you know, sure. everyone hates him. <laughs> but yeah they complement each other really well because you still get the, like the really fast blistering solos but you'll get some really nice melodic work in the background which will just flow really well with the song as well great song like so, this is the thing every time i hear on your feet or on your knees as soon as that finishes i'm expecting that burner riff to kick in <laughs> And it's, like, really jarring to yeah. like pause between tracks.
0: I wouldn't play them back-to-back back live. You'd break your legs, as Lambie would say, of sacrifice. Shall we do the next one? Yes. Because it's a banger of a tune.
1: They're all bangers. Oh,
0: well, some bang harder than others. Death or Glory! Ah, oh, tune. What a great I song! That a history lesson and a cool fucking rock and roll tune. I'd say it's a history lesson. <laughs> I learned something. I learned that the Frankish were French, which I assumed, but now I know. And I know the Cossacks for for the Tsar. I mean, I did not pay attention in school. I didn't know half of this shit. And now we're gonna learn what Alphrain means. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Isn't Death or Glory like the the Luftwaffe's? crest or something like that like I'm the, I'm the not german sure where bombers it's
1: come from. i'll have to look that up it's been that long since we've studied that why is th- why is the reissue names death or glory and not bastards i think they just thought it'd be easier to sell
0: if it was called death or
1: glory but they reissued bastards as well uh, as bastards is it was it literally just for record store day i was like oh, i got mine on a record
0: title? store yeah. day I, i've seen it around other places like i don't i don't know man
1: Seems like a bit of a odd choice. It's like, yeah, just slap another title on. They won't know the difference.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, the Queen's Royal
0: Lancashire, L Lan- Lan- A La- N C E R S. It's British. Quote, death or glory. Yeah. yeah. So the the Clash used it as a song title as well. Because you know Paul Emi got a lot of stick for his, uh, you know, Nazi war obsession It's basically like uh, co-opting the image and like. Is it truly just to use this imagery to do this? Yada yada yada, you know, bullshit.
1: And that bullshit bullshit. I don't, I don't get the the imagery because there was an obsession with. I think this is why they got quite a big punk following as well because punks used to go around wearing swastikas yeah, and everything. We've had try, this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we will not go into archives, that. But so
0: we don't do that again. I, I like. I think this is a, a typical list song, although it is like an educational list song. It's it's a well written list song.
1: They do. He does sort of the, cover both sides the as well.
0: Right, things is all in there. It's, it's not, it doesn't stand, it states the opinion of which most of the songs on the subject states that war is bad. Like all these people all died for this war thinking that their side was right. And historically it's
1: just the same shit. Blood and Iron, it's the same old story. There, and there that's, you go. That's the great thing about it where the references are from all over history. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to the same thing. It all boils down to the same thing: blood and iron. Just people dying.
0: That's a good lyric on its own. Uh, On the more technical side of things, though, just uh, something uh, this has got a really good use of the double on of the vocals, which again would have been much easier to do in the computer age, because then you've got computer effects stuff. But producer said on the topic, uh, when he sings, meaning Lemmy, he sings harmonies almost like the lead vocal melody parts which I think is really cool because I always think his harmonies are almost as strong as his melodies.
1: That's a a rare example of someone praising his singing ability. It doesn't happen that often. Yeah. (laughs) But he's, well, we'll see. I can't remember how many more tracks to He does actually sing on this album. On quite a few songs, actually, rather than well, coming out just comfort song stuff.
0: It's he's uh, Benson says like a lot. He brought the ideas. A lot of the ideas he brought were shot down, but some of them he really fought hard yeah. for. Like you know, use of like there's like a piano and some shit, and they said try singing a bit.
1: But uh, oh, what is that in? That's gonna annoy me. we we'll here, welcome to, to
0: it. it. Uh, do you think difference in drummers between the sound? Do you think there's much difference here? I mean, Mickey D was like the fastest drummer. We know this for like a fact, don't we? Like we've measured.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's on the Guts and the Glory documentary where he says he was brought in and he was never trying to replace Phil because that's... He always. Co- he almost comes across as quite arrogant. It's not like, you know what, he's, Phil is just Phil's just Phil, isn't it? No one can replace Phil and everything. He's more like, well, Phil is gone, I do my thing and <laughs> I will do that. And, it, like, it, he's more just saying he's, he's not going to try and emulate someone else. He's just going to do no, his own yeah. thing. But it's it just fit it just fit it was a really good fit
0: i think like, this song especially is a good example of that great drum sound and they you just pounding that fucking hell out of a double bass good powerful playing on and uh, you know fucking incredible speed
1: now how many songs are we through are we three songs in yeah. and the just the pace has not dropped <laughs> at all there's been that breakdown which goes on for a bit too long it almost turns into a bit of a jam in the middle of yeah, it, which yeah, it is yeah. the only—it's the only dip in quality on on the song. It just goes on a bit long. I think it needs that break in there. Um, but it just goes on a bit long, and it's like—it's almost like you're at the practice room where it's like, "Oh, what do we do now?" And then it's like, "Do do do do." is <laughs> the problem with like the <laughs> the, uh, the four piece band is like getting
0: everyone a piece, you know, getting everyone involved. Like the like the bass soloy breakdown thing, and that was
1: not really called it's, for it just really <laughs> feels like it's off the cuff i mean i love the bass sound on this on this whole album and it does sound it sounds great it's just not a great solo. <laughs> uh i don't know but for a minor nitpick on this song it could have just done with being a few bars shorter that's
0: <laughs> longest song on the album no it's not uh Born to Raise Hell beats it by nine seconds. Nine seconds. Yeah, so it's only the second one. So yeah, See if they could afford it like to three cut. <laughs> there's like three singers on that song, so that makes more uh, Shall we move on, because I'm the Swords next, and that's a pretty cool song. So a song not about war, but about swords,
1: swords. being used in war.
0: <laughs> not like I'm the sword that was used in that domestic abuse case. No, just I'm a sword and I was in a just war. Random,
1: random swords.
0: Just just swords. Uh good song. It's a great yeah, song.
1: Good song. It's it's probably the weakest song to this point. But I mean yeah, it's been th-
0: but it's such a good start we've had. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: It's like the it's got a dip at some point. It's a bit it's a touch slower, yeah. and it's a bit. It's a bit more poppy and jumping up and down rather than the straight like thrash that we've had so it far.
0: It's not a thrash. Yeah, I wouldn't put it in there. And it's
1: I th- the lyrics are cool,
0: but like when you just like examine them, it's something like a fucking thirteen-year-old would write. Like, you know what
1: I mean? my, fa- my favorite bit of it is I like the key change in the chorus. Okay. For the last couple of where it's. Mm-hmm. He will go. I am. The, I am the word of the laws. Yeah. It, it's. It's just. Just slight. Just enough to just change it enough. But yeah, the lyrics are. It's all around a theme. It's like rather than these big ideas, coming into this album, it's like right, just these small ideas yeah. and small ideas we've already covered. <laughs> yeah. I am the
0: blade. <laughs> I am the knife. I am the axe. I am the sword. I bring the fear of the lord. Done.
1: He runs out of. Of sword and knifey <laughs> things. <laughs> Gets a lot of mileage right out of it. Well, no, because he's the axe at one point, and then he's a mace mm-hmm. as well. And it's uh, mace not even trying, is it? An axe you can <laughs> kind of. Say, fair enough. It's a. It's there's a handle and a blade on the end, but a mace isn't really.
0: You know what a fucking great line is a sword implements. <laughs> uh, uh, the metal I am, the iron you feel, the song of the dead, the chorus of steel. Oh, that's, that's
1: pretty that's cool. Song really, yeah, that's that's pretty dead. Cool. There is some decor like. that. Yeah, it's just it. that there's so Not much the of it,
0: it gets lost in the silliness of yeah. the concept, but it's still good songwriting in there. That's a fine, fun enough song. You know, yeah. I I don't, I, I wouldn't put that
1: up against the wall and shoot it. No. <laughs> <laughs> or, or kill it with a sword. No, uh, ironically, yes. Or an axe. Or an ace.
0: But we're on to track five, which is the quote-unquote the breakaway hit. And have you seen the movie Airheads? How they start? It's the, yeah, it's the first one. I
1: can't. I've seen that one.
0: Born to raise hell. Born. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about why the philosophy of this song makes it an absolute banger. And get ready to roll your eyes because I'm going to bring I'm going to mention Kiss. Now, <laughs> now, you can say what you want about Kiss and I'll sit and I'll listen and I'll probably agree with some of it as well, most of it, like 75% of it. But you cannot deny that Kiss have some fucking banging shoots. They they have some rocking tunes. And the, this this the theory behind this shit, like the Kiss and the Twisted Sister vibe or the We're Not Gonna Take, is these are songs that are written from the angry teen point of view, which is, you can't tell me what to do, and you can't stop me from doing what I'm gonna do, which is not what anyone's trying to do. You know, we're, we're grown-up adults, no one's gonna stop us from doing anything now. But they still speak to you on that subconscious level from all the way through your life. You always feel that little... Most of us always feel that little thing inside of us, which is just like, yeah, fuck the system. And yeah, what I'm listening to is standing me above everybody else. It makes me different than everybody else. This is my different thing. This is my individuality that I'm hearing here. And it's being rectified through me saying, born and raised hell. Keep doing what you're doing. It's a good message. It's, it's a, a calling card to Brothers in Arms. It's, it's built around the chorus. This is the only chorus we've had so far, which is the same on every part. And the chorus is just born to raise hell, born to raise hell. We know what we're doing. It's call and response. Call and response is the backbone of good rock and roll. Good arena rock. You know, fucking ACDC knew how to write a chorus. Fucking Kiss knew how to write a chorus.
1: Yeah. The chorus of Bernard doesn't change.
0: The, the chorus of banner is just Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one <laughs> word and a whole room of people going <laughs> Bernard. It would be fucking terrifying. Okay, so outside <laughs> of that little tangent, right, so, this song was the single, but the single that was released was the version that had Ice-T and Ugly Kid Joe Oh, with Phil Crane. The guy from Ugly Kid Joe. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so, but I'm going to try... D-
1: he's not called Joe. It's well, not like some, <laughs> <there> <laughs> some awful go. name <laughs> <laughs> that stuck I, with it. I thought it. he was just an ugly dude who had a band there. No, nah.
0: Also, if you get the uh, the single, it has a Dust Brothers live and funky mix on it. The Dust I Brothers did the music for Fight Club.
1: Oh, yeah. And the, they do is.
0: some really fucking weird techno cool shit out there. Man, it's really good sound. They get out of it. Uh, but it's also apparently was written originally for uh, a German band, Skewskillisus.
1: I never heard this. Yes, let me I never just, heard uh,
0: this one. Well, this is the year... Where Lemmy was just writing songs for people and taking the change, and famously wrote four songs for Ozzy Osbourne. So he he gets. I to was th- trying to think of someone to say. He that. gets to L.A. He's just chilling there, like in between albums, and then people just keep sending him requests. And then he makes more money writing those four songs for Ozzy Osbourne than he did in the all the years of Motörhead leading up until this. Yeah,
1: so the ten years up until that.
0: Yes. Another reason why. Ozzy Osbourne so can suck one?
1: So. It's so like, yeah, I can make loads of money selling songs to Ozzy. But why does he then choose to, like, oh, I'll write this for this sluice skid I guess it's
0: like people just a- approached him and said, like, can you write us a song? did so
1: like, they do a version of it?
0: The, the wiki on them is not very helpful.
1: <laughs> I just expecting that. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh,
0: the band toured with Alice Cooper, S- Axel... The They toured with Cooper, Anthrax, Saxon, Sabbath, so they got around.
1: But did they, but did they record <laughs> Bones and Rays <laughs> Hell?
0: Moorhead's frontman Lemmy was so impressed with German rock band and would go on to collaborate with SkinCeo on several occasions in the following year. So I think they just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 no.
0: <laughs> if, if they did, I couldn't tell you for sure because there's no information. I'd have to do a deep dive into it.
1: All right, well, let's <laughs> have a look at that at some but point. <laughs>
0: Uh, Ozzy had like people that would reach out for, you know, Sharon handled all this and like they'd send him like apparently they just send him like the, the recordings and then M- Ozzy mumbling noises over where he wanted the words to be, not what the words were, just mumbling in that incoherent, annoying way that he does. No,
1: there are. D- it is. D- and then there's a few people he who
0: do. A, he managed to write fucking Hellraiser around that and I'm coming home, you know? No, there are,
1: there are. It is like. I've heard it on. There's some Metallica demos, like the Justice for All demos, where it's just James Hetfield's going na 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 and then like he'll just put the it's like he that's the melody, so it's like I know I've I've got this many syllables to work with. It it can work doing it that way. We're so off topic.
0: This is this is a great song. It's a very good
1: song. Have you have you heard the Ice t version? I will have at some point. From the last time on you watched Airheads. Yeah, it's a long time ago.
0: We can watch Airheads again
1: next know. time. <laughs> uh, but we, is that going to be the next episode where we <laughs> review it just <laughs> because Lemmy has one line in it?
0: We've got one of these two every month. All right, it?
1: great. It's. you know what, It's not even that. No, there's not, there's not too much to it. It's kind of the same pace all the way it's through. Classic it's, rock just and roll it's just so catchy.
0: Catchy rock and roll Big life-affirming us versus them stuff that's how you do old school no bands do that anymore man um so we should like just revel in the enjoyment of this for a second longer because we have to do the next track yeah which is going to be
1: looking forward to talking about this
0: yeah, one well let's get it over with this is don't let daddy kiss me
2: Yeesh. Daddy comes home and she still sleeps, waiting for the world's worst crime. And he comes up the stairs like he always does, and he never turns on the light. And she's wide awake, scared to death. She smells his lust and she smells his sweat. Curled in a bowl, she holds her breath, praying to a.
0: So, if like they released that as a single, and like if they say like, look, we're releasing this as a single as NSPC charity raiser, uh, NSPC. as National Society of Prevention of Cruelty to Children, yeah, uh, or just like a Red Nose Day, it's, you know, if it was just like a charity thing that they released, everyone would be like, oh, fucking good on you, man, well done. But because it's on an album called Bastards, it's just
1: it's, it's a not fair. I think it's just, fair enough. It be on the album because I think this was another one he tried to not not like sell to people, but he was trying to get is at least Ford and there was a few and Joan Jet. Yeah,
0: Ford and Joan Jet are the ones everyone mentions. Yeah, I think he wrote it three years before he put it on this album. He tried to get a female vocalist to record it, and and they wouldn't. They were they ex- quote unquote in, in expressed enthusiasm, but no one did.
1: I don't. Yeah obviously it's not even an easy subject to talk about mm. today mm. and this is like nearly 30 years ago it's really not an easy subject to talk about but like fair play to to go do you know what it's like i've written this it's got an important message and because it is it's harrowing at the times like the lyrics down and to
0: put that on there you know,
1: yeah foot. like some of the lyrics are like they're not it's not graphic but it just paints like a really it's
0: it's a very very well written song yeah if songs are meant to encapsulate an emotion or a feeling or give you a sense of what some characters going through then that song does that yeah that's textbook songwriting. Like that is nothing like the other lyricism we've seen so far on this album it's a damn well written piece it's just such a downer i like when i was a youth i did slam this on like a mixed tape just because it's so different I, and it just invokes feeling from it. And you know, when you're young and you're going to hear a song that makes you feel like in a different mood, you're like, oh shit, that's powerful. Yeah. But now I don't see why I would ever go like, oh yeah, let's put that on the motorhead playlist for the gym or yeah. let's it's just jam that on in the car when I'm on my way to the shops to get some milk. It's
1: it is really clever <sighs> as as well how, I can't remember, if I think it's in the first verse where he's saying about his coming up the stairs but he's almost like rushing the vocals mm-hmm. to like, do you know that that sense of urgency, like like the panic setting in and everything. You can even hear it in his delivery. Like it's a really subtle, but it just everything paints this like really awful picture. It's a really hard song to talk about. Just you can still put in one out.
0: of those three categories of uh, war rock and roll and God experimental. Oh yeah, God bashing, <laughs> deservedly so. <laughs>
1: It is, yeah. Uh, it's effectively playing praying to a a god with a heart of stone as a one uh, of the
0: it seems like God hears nothing at all as the yeah. last
1: lyric. so depressing, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. C- can we be done with that please?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um This <sighs> I'm not saying it well fair enough it be on the album. The thing I don't like about it is at this time it's ninety three, mm. the majority of people i know who have this is on cd my problem with it is the next track bad it's woman. so badly placed <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like you're a bad bad woman <laughs> it's like good Jesus. enough for me wink i thought it's that, like i didn't want to uh, say it out loud it's it's just that placement because it doesn't fair enough because we've got we've had a bit of a break we've had a bit of a chat <laughs> about it. A process song and everything like disgusting it's poignancy and everything, but on the CD version, you don't get that. It's straight into yeah, Bad, yeah. "Bad Bad Woman," which is like it's the song I was yeah. thinking about with the piano, where it, it kicks straight in. It's like happy, plinky, plonky yeah. piano, like rock and roll piano, <laughs> and everything's like oh, it just doesn't sit there. Put it, put it like put lost in the ozone after <laughs> this or yeah. anything. <laughs> Not this it some
0: breathing room. On, I mean, it's like the summation there's got to be like. Okay, w- well done. Uh, good, s- uh, good effort. <laughs> I mean, I see
1: why you did it. I just also kind of wish that you didn't do it. After trying to sell it for that long, you can see why why you said, "Like, look, we've we've kind of got this album. Where, in effect, we can do what we mm-hmm. want. Almost, we're just gonna we're making this for us." Because there's the big rumor that is this the album that was the tax loss there was a big oh, rumour for yeah. ages that this they, they're still technically on sony at this point at this point i think and that this is like this is supposed to lose money this is a tax write off which is one of the one of the things about it being released in germany i think don't quote me on mm-hmm. that because lawyers will come and everything so that's not official it's all rumored, but i have a feeling this is the tax loss album or the fabled tax loss album that's where it's like we don't, don't want know. this to do well do what you want (laughs) we don't care that
0: explains why that song's on there I guess but let's go on man. Bad Bad Woman classic rock and roll uh, title is it a classic rock and roll song we'll see sounds like it Is a fun enough rock and roll. Yeah, it's a let's, good let's dance
1: again. Yeah, like, deal, like you know, yeah. to Pick people up after the you song need to pick about up after that uh, about child good, <laughs> good. Um, good, good,
0: fun chorus. Good clean fun. There, uh, yeah. I know you're a bad, bad woman. Turn around, and I'll see you coming. Turn around, and you'll see me coming. Even, uh, you know, you're. A, I know you're a bad, bad woman. Good enough for me. Wink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always here. The wink <laughs> picked up and on you the recording. them
0: enjoying <laughs> themselves, oh. uh, throwing back to a bygone era of drive-in picture shows and root beer floats. Monday, Tuesday, happy days. You know what I'm <sighs> saying, though? It was it captures that, I think. Yeah,
1: it's I do I do like it, it. It's a cool rock and roll. So it's a good. Obviously, it's not an album opener, but it's the start of this side. It's a good pick-up song. It's a good choice yeah, for a side. Yeah, Please for not. a side opener, yeah, yeah. Although some of the lyrics in there are like, "You're gonna uh, climb on
0: jump my bones, aren't you?" That's yeah, it's,
1: because it's what is it?
0: Give me, give it up, baby. Let me jump your bones. I'm fired up because I'm almost grown.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm almost grown. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you want me to. Here I come, honey. Whoop de doo
1: Just annoyingly as well, again, not to keep shitting on the placement of this song on the album, Just Like a Virgin, make me feel brand new. It's like, for fuck's sake. Yeah,
0: that's not even, that's too...
1: (sighs) (sighs) The the breakdown in the song is
0: peculiar. It sounds to me like more of a modern take on a breakdown than it does in the old, like, an old rock and roll song would be more of a bridge than a breakdown, wouldn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a bridge into the next bit as well,
0: but there is... Again, that's just giving everyone who's got an instrument something to do, and yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, not it much else to say. It does feel like a bit of a filler song, but it is mm. for a filler song. It's very good. Just a it's fucking uh, yeah. placement of this thing.
0: That's that's a very good way of putting it. It's a good filler song, so
1: let's not complain. <laughs> let's can't let's all be zingers?
0: Exactly. Uh, I'm not even sure. I I do remember liar, but it's been so long since I heard it. Do let's do let's, do 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 let's do refresh do. Liam's mind. I'll be
1: the one you never know. That, that one.
0: I feel like that's got like a very death metally kind of groove to it, but like a happy death metal groove to it.
1: I d- I said this like it feel like it could be on Orgasmotron. Yeah. quite it does, similar uh, to Death Forever.
0: It's just like that that constant pace all the way through.
1: The thing I really like about it is like where it's going do 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 and that like drums are like on the offbeat and it feels like quite slow. And sort of, it's a bit, not cu- not saying it's all over the place, but it's a bit, it doesn't quite fit and everything. And then it kicks in with the first verse and it's just everything sort of fits into place. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, like the drums like kick in and the guitars just, just it just all fits together. And it's just one of those like jumping up and down, death forever type songs. And it's, I just, it's just a nice little thing there where they could have just started straight into it. But they have this tiny bit before each verse, and it just—it just slows the song down. But then kicks you right back into it as soon as it starts. It's just a nice, a nice touch that I quite. It's like. a well
0: mapped out song, I reckon. Like, I mean, I was complaining about how the other ones is There's there's no structure to the chorus, verse, chorus thing. But it's, I I I think this one comes together a bit better.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's more religion bashing in there, like some of the good (laughs) some of the lyrics are great liar your mouth is ashes dog do not presume to fool me with your tales of gods just really well put together again quite a simple concept where it's it's just one of those like it's just again not really big ideas just liar but then he's expanding on them and rather than just like i am the sword right it's just there's swords. A, yeah, there's only blade, so far you can go axe.
0: with a sword metaphor, but calling someone a liar, you can just layer yeah. into them, aren't you. Yeah. Just leather them with insults, and it all adds up.
1: But it's one of those where they they've kind of taken just no big ideas, just small ideas, but that one becomes huge from from just something where you wouldn't expect like this far into an album. I I really like that. It's a really good. I'm surprised it wasn't in. Because that's the thing about this album. There's not a hell of a lot that. Kind of survived, even though everyone talks about it, like really, really top notch album. Like smack bang in the middle of the career, they mm-hmm. weren't really playing a lot of it. Bar born to raise hell, but I suppose when you've got back catalogue that big and you want to yeah, give yeah. each album a bit of time each night, you kind of got to make cuts here and there. But there's some absolute tunes on this. It would have been great to see them at this time. Do you know what did make it to some live sets though? is the
0: next track, one of my personal favorites Let me tell you something, my like, hensman? Top five. I'm going to give you a placement I've for this one as well. Number three. Number three. <laughs> Number three. And you know, there's it's a lot. Of con- there's <laughs> a lot of contests for one and two. Don't get me wrong, like. But I really like this song, and out of the many times I've heard it, which has got to be in the hundreds, if not thousands, at this point in my life, I've never, as the person who wrote the blurb on lyrics genius, put it as. A, I've never put it as a, a song about a man lost at sea. I mean, it's obviously there's sea metaphors in there, and I pretty much just talking about drowning and stuff. But because it's called "Lost in the Ozone," I always had in my mind of like a guy in space.
1: Yeah, it could, it could, it could work for either. I never really thought about it as being sort of space. No, before, but but it kind it, of, it it's really such, it's
0: such an fucking big, big ass weird time. It's such an allegorical number that in which the allegory is totally unnecessary. You know, it's it's about like the feeling of hopelessness and loss. Yeah. And that's you, universal you get, to anything. Yeah. You get
1: stuck in the middle of the ocean, or yes, on least. the edge <laughs> of the ozone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, I turn my face to God, but His face was turned away, lost in the ozone. Nothing left to say. I mean, he's been slating God on a, on a, like a lot of tracks, but this is like, I turn my face to God, and His face is turned away. It's it's a whole new level of cruelty. He's really putting it, himself
1: in the in the shoes yeah, that he is.
0: Th- there's no spite in this. There's no anger. It's just, it's a man reaching out for help and, and the person who was there could help was just, like...
1: Yeah. No. It's the, it really feels like the most accomplished song on the album. It's, it's got everything in it. Yeah. Like, the other songs are a bit sort of formulaic, first chorus mm-hmm. first scores, yeah. first scores. And this, this is a bit like that, but there's so many intricate like the bass solo in it just oh, the, the way it, fucking cool, yeah. the way the the chorus builds and everything it just really feels like they they went like right this song it's not the single but this make this would you <laughs> like, call
0: it a power ballad
1: I don't think i call it a power ballad but it's it's a I, I it can a, see I'd say ballad yeah
2: <laughs>
0: in more of like the Shakespearean term yeah because cause it, cause it, it does is, tell it a is story it's Shakespearean in a fucking yeah. way man it's a tragic story yeah it conveys that story so I, 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 again, much like the "Don't Let Daddy Kiss Me," it's a very well written song. It's a yeah. really well written song. You could give that to fucking Elton John on a piano, and that would sound fucking epic, man. Any anyone—that's a good indication of a great song. Like you can give it to anyone, and they can make it sound like them, yeah. but also make it sound good. And I think that works in any style, any genre, by any person.
1: I—it's up there with the top ones on the album. There's not many. Oh, it's the best song on the album. Like. Yeah, in
0: yeah. my humble opinion,
1: as it being the most accomplished, like the maybe not the one which had put on, like as you say, like if you're doing like playlists for like amazing, like rock, just fast rock and roll yeah, stuff, yeah. or like metal songs and everything, but like it's fucking great stuff.
0: everyone <laughs> likes a good ballad every now and again, don't they? You know, and then this this one's great live as well because it gives you a chance to catch your breath while also seeing a cool song. And uh,
1: yeah, it's it's. It's always difficult with Mothead because I was you always associate them with being that band mm-hmm. that plays at a hundred miles an hour and everything, but you do need those breaks in there. Yeah, and this is this is one of the ones that, that just works really well. It's not just it's not just the song like the pit break song or anything like a lot of people would see the slower songs as to get out the pit for mm-hmm. a, a break for the minute, but this is. It's just a great song as well.
0: Any any part you look at the lyrics, it's so good. I'm focusing on that, but Jesus. Alone and dying in a thousand miles from home, I know I never was so broken and alone. I searched the sky for God, shiver to the bone, drown in sorrow, lost in the ozone. Pfft, Eddie, it's poetic. Part, it's so good. What a good song that is. I don't think you're going to top it in the... No. Movie you've got left either, are you?
1: <laughs> What's I'm next? I'm trying to think. It's probably not on the next few albums as well (laughs) unfortunately
0: devils no I'm your man Man, I was with that up until the fucking last verse. <laughs> I is it when they do that? You did it on the last album, didn't they? What? When they just fucking... They, it all makes sense until that last bit. A
1: fishtail goat. So it's No, a no, it, a it fits tail. in with the, the images. He's Does it, yeah? Up. Yeah, can't hear me. Stand up straight. Row my vote Fits in can't with Can't hear me. Line. I can't wait. Fishtail goats.
0: <laughs> See... What were we were talking about before About a well structured song That gives you a sense of ma- meaning and, and depth and This is not that I'm I'm the man uh, Is, is <laughs> I'm no joke uh, I'm the man up in smoke
2: I,
1: What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything uh, I can't stand I've got no chair What's he doing? <laughs> probably laid down I'm guessing <laughs> It's fucking garbage that <laughs> It is a bit, again, it feels like a bit of an Orgasmatron type song. That might have worked well with that mixing, but yeah. I get what you mean, where it's um, like... If you gave it a bit more
0: balls, it would have worked on Orgasmatron, Yeah, I've got,
1: I've got, I've d- I've got two verses. Joe, you know, for the last one, I can fuck all of <laughs> <guys. laughs> Literally, you nothing. <laughs> like, it's,
0: I, I cannot guess what this is meant to be about. Even the
1: lyrics genius people have not bothered. Hasn't enough fucking quick blood for this. I do, I do like that they mention the band name in there.
0: I guess. Yeah. Can't see me giving them
1: Mozart. That
0: doesn't so even. Oh, it rhymes with bed. <laughs> bed head. <motorhead. laughs> can't hear me up your way. Ring my chimes. Can't hear me. I can't stay all the time. That doesn't rhyme. Chime and times. Chimes. Time. Votes goats i, uh, Matt, <laughs> I don't want to talk about this
1: <laughs> it's just gonna make me angry and upset Ah, oh, genius song it's best song s- the album. fuck off <laughs> fuck off into the sea fuck off into the ozone that's
0: terrible that song man <laughs> why p- why put that on an album
1: what? to be fair they could probably lose it because they start doing 12 songs yeah, at this point you've got a lot
0: of songs on there just get one off no one's gonna bother you
1: what even is? We bring the snake, the shake, shake. We bring yeah. the, shake? <laughs> we bring the snake. <laughs> we bring the shake. It's that um, it's a callback to um, ah, oh, love me like a reptile, that <laughs> Australian business, which they don't. You were slagging Go, them off, yeah, they probably do. A, a a great, a, what, a, what a album great was that business, on? It's on um, Ace of Spades. Go listen to Ace of Spades to figure out what the
0: fuck Matt's talking about there, because I did have a good rant about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's because we've we we were discussing love me like a reptile, yes, and we which found out
0: here on that episode. But right now, we're going to learn about uh, bringing snakes. If we bring the shake. You <laughs> <laughs> know. So, modern-ish sounding songs, multiple layers of vocals, harmonies working in tandem with each other, nice clean guitar solo in the middle there, all good points, all interesting things. What the hell is the name of this song? I know it says on the back, we bring the shake, but I've seen lyrics that say, we bring the we bring the, we bring the shame. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen this on a back of a CD summer called We Bring the Shame. I just must have labeled it when I was copying CDs to tapes back in the day. I don't know. This is not much of a big question because the back of the album is what we have to go off of. The Wikipedia is what we have to go off of. They both say we bring the shake. But to me, it still sounds like he's saying we bring the shame. This is a question for you, the viewers at home, the listeners at home even. Uh, And you can discuss this and get back in touch with us because my mind's blown, man. Because I'm so used to calling that song, We Bring the Shame. And I've been calling it the wrong thing for so long. This is an embarrassment to me. This is an embarrassment to me as a Modhead fan. Let's we have to move on so I don't feel any more ashamed than I already do. Let's move on to devils. Devils. Okay, so why the hell was that song called Devils when he says the word devil once and says angels fucking 700 times?
1: Because it, it's...
0: I don't know. I think he just didn't want to call it angels in my heart because that just sounds like too...
1: That's fair. I really like the cool chorus somewhere. of this. Because like, you've got the leads going along with the vocal melody mm-hmm. and it sounds dead cool. I think monsters in my eyes today can't make them go away it's true like i i quite like the vocal melody on this
0: i would say that the first time i heard this or if anyone heard this for the first time especially the time it came out that would have it would all been great like this would have been like a great compliment to the album the whole album would have been like a really good sit down listen to kind of thing it's just now it doesn't really speak to the parts of motorhead i like or the parts of metal i like in general yeah and spe- songs like that really just pointed out it was like what, what are we doing here let me like this is six minutes and you spent half of them going angels in my heart tonight well, over and over it w-
1: i don't think it would be too bad of a song if they cut out part of the angels in my heart tonight but and they could, pro- it could probably sit somewhere on somewhere in the album somewhere finish on lost in the ozone mm-hmm. have that as the closing song <laughs> just swap this and that around and i think it would work all right Like, the album flowing a bit better. Like, that's one of the ways I'd maybe improve this. But it's a a bit of a minor complaint. I I do like this song. It's just in typical Motorhead fashion like they seem to do with these albums. The last song just goes on and on and on because it's usually the 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 experimental thing. thing, This is more of a song which is, is kind of, like, traditional to sit in that spot. Because if you think about, like, Orgasmatron or 1916 or March or Die and mm. those album closes, this fits a lot more. It's just, it just feels like they get to the end and it's like, we don't know how to do it. in my heart tonight. Angels <laughs> in my And it just goes on and on and on and on. But, like, I'd, I'd put it well above, like, march or die or 1916 obviously orgasmatron's got yeah special place there but it's a it's a lot better closer than we've heard on like other albums yeah yeah. it's a good way to close the album as well because it is Uh, it's it's a cool riff yeah like things they do doing musically
0: makes up for the fact that it's just fucking angels in my heart tonight over and over again it's a good similar, like, the band working together, and especially with a new member in there as well. It, it would have been, like, a good sign for things going forward if we didn't know what
1: happens next. Yeah. <laughs> Which but is I, what we will get to when we get to the next album. But overall... Overall. Solid, solid album. Like, yeah, you can it's, see it's why this It's risen in is. my...
0: Um, risen in my... What's the word? It, it's up the ranks for me in terms of my albums and albums. I've listened to it again with fresh ears.
1: I've always I've always had a bit of a soft spot for this album because I think the first album I bought when new was Inferno, but the album I bought afterwards as it was getting more into the back catalogue, I'd heard the Bronze Age stuff. Oh. This was kind of the one I bought, which was in that middle period, but like after Ace of Speeds, but before the modern stuff. So this is the kind of album i listened to from that middle era mm. from like 84 to you know 2002 that was, this was the one i started with like this and sacrifice and this is a solid solid it just the only thing that lets it down it punches so quick in the first like five tracks yeah and then the second side does slow it down and maybe they yeah, could have moved some bits around to make it flow a bit better I say the that's minor criticism though. The only big criticism I've got with this album really is just that placement of Bad Woman after Don't Think yeah. Daddy Kiss Me. It's Well what's it's your favourite song on it? it. Oh, Lost in the Ozone is tune. Um but it's more as I say, like Death or Glory kicks in. I can't hear the end of that song without that burner riff kicking in. Yeah like they just they Been just really just go imprinted. hand in hand and then after burner finishes it's oh it's <laughs> Death or glory and it's like oh it's I am the sword next and it's so like those first four tracks just at the gate just you can see why really, yeah. this album is like really highly regarded with the fans cuz mm-hmm. it it just comes out it's it comes out swinging and it doesn't it doesn't stop until <laughs> like until don't let daddy kiss me kicks in it does It's very much an album of two sides. But we've talked about this before where we have one side that kind of lets the album down, but this doesn't. I think both sides are very strong. It's just they're very much two different sides entirely. One's quick, punchy. The other one's a bit more slow, a bit more relaxed. But still, quintessentially Motorhead. I really like this album.
0: Ultimate Classic Rock ranked it the fourth best motor album.
1: I haven't done my list of what it is up there. And like I think after the Bronze Age line, this album is a culmination of a lot of work from Orgasmatron to Rock yeah. and Roll to 1916 to March or that. It, it, real, it really feels like the culmination of all that work. And then it's the best bits from all that have been thrown into this, and it's, and it's all strong. It's all work n-
0: midpoint. Oh you yeah, know, I mean, this is like the the eleventh album only. Shows of where we've been, shows where we're going. Good stuff, good good stuff. S- Next is after the live album is, sacrifice. Which is another fucking great album.
1: It is. It's. Uh, just wish we was always on it a bit more. I, <laughs> I think I think that's the thing with this album that's that's one of the reasons I like it as well it feels like all the hard work's paid off and it feels like everyone wanted to make this album good and then like after the years of, of turmoil with the lineups it's kind of we've got right, it we've sh- got it solid it? and we've got it going <laughs> and we've got it working and then unfortunately Wurzel leaves I'd really consider Sacrifice to be like the fr- a three piece album
0: Oh, well, we'll discuss that more next time. Um, I would say next month, but touch wood. We should have an interview in the next episode. We'll see how that goes. I've got to still email. I forgot Uh-oh. to email back about that. But join us episodes. next month for whatever it is on the Moto Monthly Podcast, the only motorhead monthly podcast. Good motorhead to you. And scene.